Y'all are trying like, to like, dang it, it's Dave. No, it was I know. Something. And I'm sitting there like, can I pay this goddamn bill already? Because <laughs> yeah. the man was taking a sweet time. I was like, bro, I'm about to walk out this bitch right? and not pay. Well, okay, the thing is that we all got our meal, we whatever, and then of course at Yard House, you to less contact, you could pay at the table and everything. We already paid, but then. I guess somebody was still hungry and decided that, you know, we're not done. We're yeah. going to get some well, dessert. Because, like, we were just like, Don't my mom justify was like, it. <laughs> okay, anyways, somebody wanted a dessert and they got it. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll pay for it. So then I got it, right? And then I was like, um, was I was just trying good? to pay. It was yeah. all right. It wasn't that great. Damn it. I mean, I couldn't. You saw me trying to, like, finagle Man, some you, bites. You and Michael J. Fox probably eat the same. <laughs> yeah, and that's called. <laughs> I cannot get a bite for the life of me. He's all like, (laughs) with his. I'm like, do you not have function of your full hand? I when I watch you eat, I'm like, how do you function? And then your mom, who has the same type of hands, just like graceful and everything. She's just very fluid. She, I tell her all the time that she should be a hand model or whatever. (laughs) Like so petite, so feminine, like whatever. And then I just see you like. It's like, oh, I thought you were about to say, like, y'all got the same hands. It's like, thanks. So my hands are feminine petite. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, for me, I'm envious because I literally have kid hands. Mm. Like, I have only one person in my entire life that I have put my hands up against other than 12 years old had had smaller hands than me. And that's my daughter. Poor thing. My 18-year-old has smaller hands than me. Yeah. <laughs> Little baby hands. even in your job. Yeah. So it's just like, and look, like he's saying, it's like going to college. Why? If, if it's not to be a doctor, even being a lawyer, you can do online right now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's colleges was the thing that was like always, you know, they never question. My- and then if something's never questioned, that makes me like, mm. yeah. when I tell people, I was like, look, I, it cost me $3,000 to do one semester. And then they're like, oh, that's nothing. They're like, you know, I, I paid more for my semester. And I'm like, that should be a problem to you. I was like, 3000 is a lot of money I had to pay out of pocket. I was like, even if I had financial aid, I mean, yeah, it would have been great. But I mean, I didn't. And I don't know how much financial aid would have taken care of. Care of but 3000 put me in a debt position. And I, I didn't want to be costed, in debt. The cost that nobody thinks about is a peace of mind. That you have yeah. doing it. If you can't do it, like what's his face at work? Who's like, oh yeah, $195,000. Yeah. I was like, already in I was debt. talking to him and I told him, I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm like a thousand dollars in debt to the school. He's like, you want to trade? I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm 195,000. I was like, and you're working at Starbucks. I was like, yeah, that exactly. even put me off even more. Cause I was like, I'm working at Starbucks. I was like, we're at the same level here. Yeah. And I was like, like you couldn't find something better. And I'm stressing over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my whole thing is like, I am glad 
I guess it's for me. There, some people, like they said, oh, college just wasn't for me. And you know what? That's a true statement. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, because money to me has always been a leading factor in my life since I was since I was a kid. Because, I yeah. mean, growing up from a, you know, a not wealthy Very family. Little. Yeah, exactly. Uh, every dollar was a was a struggle. Yeah. Every dollar was either a difference between how much food you can get, how much of what you can get. Like it was like you had to penny pinch. There was no other way around it. So when I was growing up, I was like, not me, no debt, nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I stuck to those values until I was, you know, persuaded to go to college. So I went to college, but it was on a promise. Yeah. To give you peace. And so that's why you were able to give up whatever. I was given peace of mind that I would be taken care of. Yep. If I went to college and it didn't work around. So I ended up having to pay everything out of pocket by myself. And I was working a, you know, a part-time job and then also going to college. And then it was just like, and I didn't even like it to begin with. And I wasn't going to go to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then, so when I went and I was like, this isn't for me, you know, this is like, I just don't like it. I, you know, I would stop going and I only went for one semester and it cost me $3,000 out of pocket and I could have put that money somewhere else and I ended up being in debt over it. And, and just, in debt more so than money wise, but also peace of mind and stress and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, and it's still hanging over me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm going to be able to pay it off this year, which is great. Like pay off all my debt, but still it like, it was, it was a, a dark shadow. Time. Yeah. It was a dark shadow that was hanging over me. And I just, I felt depressed because of it. Cause I was like, when you grow up thinking that debt, is the worst thing in your life and you don't want it to happen because you've seen it destroy people's lives. And you thought you knew better. Yeah. And then now I'm in that situation and granted it's not a lot of debt. Like it's, it's a reasonable amount, but it was more than you wanted. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, like, screw it. Yes. (laughs) It was like, it's not for me. Everything that they were teaching me in college, I had already known or I've already read. Yeah. Which was crazy to me. I was reading these textbooks and I was like, I know half of the shit that's in here. Yeah. And then uh, actually one of the books, because I was, I was, I went to sociology class, right? It was a course. I was doing really well in that class because I knew ha- almost half of the stuff that they were teaching me. I've already seen it. I've already read it. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had an A in that class. <laughs> no, like this is easy stuff. And the rest of the classes were really easy too. And it just didn't. The thing about me is I need to be challenged for me to actually work hard, which is a flaw. Don't get me wrong. Like I can't, I can probably, when I was younger, I would work as much as I could just to prove to everybody that I could do it, that Mm -hmm. I was really good at it. Mm -hmm. But over time, it seemed like I didn't need to work that hard. So I brought down my, uh, my values, I guess. Uh, You're, uh, I know what you're saying. Like you just like, you didn't have to work as hard. And so why do it? Like why? Yeah. So why go a hundred percent? Right. Yeah. And then, so whenever something challenges me and I can go a hundred percent, it makes me feel wonderful. Yeah. Fulfilled. Yeah. So when I went to college, it was depressing. It was depressing. It was a drone. Like I hated being in that class because I was like wasting my time, wasting my time. It would be better if I spent that, like if I spent that time, with a mentor or something like that who told mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. this is what I did. This is how you should. It's like something new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and <clears throat> I have one thing that I've noticed is that uh, 
the whole like college thing. I when I went to the college to because I thought I wanted to be me, the extrovert, to be in finance mm. or an accountant. I was going for an account because that's what I was good at, and I knew that that was how you made money. And I was mm -hmm. just like you. I was very worried about money because it wasn't something that was fluid in my family. Yeah. And while I was there, I realized more and more, I'm not going to be okay in this kind of scenery. I changed it a little bit to go to finance because I realized I want to help people. And maybe I can do it in finance, helping other people get financial freedom yeah. or be able to do stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's something I can get behind. And then, okay, then it's going to help me um, fund me. And then by the end of the year... Like I was finishing up, of course, I had uh, baby number one and then I had baby number two coming, uh, was about to happen. Yeah. And then when I was like, okay, I have enough credits, I've followed this curriculum, but it just took me a really long time. Like I'm finishing up thinking I'm finally finished. And they're like, oh, actually to get your associates in, in accounting, you need this other class because mm -hmm. that class that you took is now obsolete. I was like, F this. Yeah. I'm like, can I, what can I do right now? She's like, well, you can actually, you, you overqualify for a general associate. So I was like, well, I'm taking it. Cause I'm not wasting another semester another whatever for one stupid class. Yeah. And I was just like, so, you know, I was able to, I can manipulate my resume to say, oh, I have a general studies or whatever, but I have an emphasis in accounting. Cause literally that's what my degree was. Mm -hmm. I should have been done, but because the curriculum was old, they wouldn't, and Later on, it was told me I could have fought that, but I was just like, my spirit wasn't in it anymore. Yeah. So anyways, what I have to say is that more and more, especially in the last year, especially uh, we're on in 2020 on the heels of the pandemic and so forth. And I've been following um, Ken Coleman um, and a, a few other people. And I really like him. Ken Coleman is actually part of the Dame Ramsey team. He talks about how he, his life study in this book is the proximity principle. And his thing is like finding a purpose. Cause if you find your purpose, you'll get fulfillment and then money will follow. Yeah. And his thing is like, not necessarily, he really has a hate, love, hate relationship with college. Some of it makes sense, but he says it's not a blanket. Yes. Yeah. And he's saying like, there's a lot of people out there who are doing things and are knowledgeable and have the expertise in it, why do they have to go and go into debt? Because obviously he's mm -hmm. Dane Ramsey and debt is not worth it. That you can do what you need to do without necessarily having to go to college. And especially because a pandemic showed the ugly side of universities. Yeah. The, really quick. One thing that kind of shocked me. Okay. So Harvard. This is what I read. I uh, if I can find the, the the study or whatever, I'll put it in the notes on uh, Instagram. Um, it said that they were making the students who are having to do school at home, not in the dorms, not eating the food, not taking up space, not turning on the electricity to stay. This they're going to be charged the same amount or maybe five thousand dollars less. Yeah, let's and, see, it's like it doesn't. That's what I'm saying is like I can sit at my desk with a library card and oh, yes, and it's like and still learn most of the stuff that they're teaching, which is like, you know, especially now they're yeah. at the they're they're looking at your you're looking at your computer screens and then you're just like, you know, learning all these different subjects. But they come in like they're not taught to you by a person. This is the kicker, though. 
So they're like, okay, well, you have great minds. You have these Harvard, you know, professors. Majority of the professors were having to do a part-time job to pay for their lifestyle because they were not being paid enough by Harvard. So mm-hmm. then my question as a consumer, because the college is a business, yeah, it's not your education. It's not funded by the government. It's not something that's made a standard other than it has a brand that's sold to your employer to hire you supposedly. Yeah. Okay. So as a consumer, I'm paying a, um, whatever inflated rate because I'm being promised that I'm getting the best out of the best, right? You pay more money. I'm getting a better quality. Yeah. So tell me how my professor who's having to have a second job working full-time at your university is spending a half of his time taking care of college, like uh, community college classes, how quality of a professor am I having if he's having to spend extra time, energy, sleep, and all that kind of stuff to make ends meet? Yeah. I don't think I'm getting the same quality. If And then he is taking his expertise and skills to community college is getting significant, you know, obviously cheaper. Yeah. So then this it, it's a beast. And where is that money going to if it's not to the professors? Where is that money going to if it's not funding the electricity, the grounds or whatever? Like, yes, you're paying taxes and stuff like that. But yeah, I had this thought the other day because I was like, college is kind of like a sponsor. I was like, where yeah. you, if you are, if you graduate from Columbia, right? You have that degree that says it's from Columbia. People look at it as a high regard. Status. You graduate from a community college. It's like, well, anybody can get that, right? So it's like you're sponsored pretty much like, you know, you're either sponsored by Coca-Cola or you're sponsored by uh, Pepsi or, or like, like some HGBs, knockoff like, like, like Sam's Cola, right? Mr. Pib. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's kind of like a sponsor. And it's like, I'd rather be sponsored by a big corporation than go get a degree with. I had to pay for that. Yeah. I had to pay to go for these classes and get this degree for somebody to look over it and be like community college. Like, I mean, I guess, you know. But that's not the way anymore. That's the other thing uh, that Ken Coleman was talking on his podcast. So I originally really recommend if you don't like where you are and you have and you know in your heart what you want to do or what you like to do. I really am behind his proximity book. It's really a short read, really easy, practical with even like next steps in each chapter. And his podcast is always talking to people how to pursue what they want and get out of debt. Yeah. More and more um, like colleges or no uh, employers look at your experience. Like you, I'm sure that's starting to surface more. I'm starting to hear more like you have these well, like educated, quote unquote, like Harvard and Yale students who are so heavily in debt thinking that they're going to get this job on the out that's going to pay for all that. And they've come to find out that they're still paying their debt. I remember I was in high school. My mom finally paid off her debt. Yeah. It's, it seems so crazy to me, especially because before I went to college, I was making money. I was helping my parents pay for their stuff. Like I was the, like I was the support beam. Right. I yeah. was like, I would help out as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here, do that. Oh, groceries. Here you go. Like it was it was easy. After I went to college and I ended up being in debt, I had to be the one that was depending on them, which is like, yeah. you don't want to be. In I don't want to be in that position. And I know it's like, well, you're young. You know, you should be dependent on your parents. It's like. No, not when I grew up, how I grew up was like, I want, I was a dependent, very dependent when I was younger. When I realized when I was getting to high school, I was like, I don't want to be this dependent, especially when I get older. And then now that I have all this debt, 
it had to, it made me dependent and I could no longer it turned be, you into something that you'd never wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it, it messed with my mentality so much that I was like, it, it, it just happens randomly, but sometimes I find myself in a depressive rut, which yeah. is like, I can't get out of it. And it's sad that it comes from just money, but that's how, when you grow up living in these low, co- low income households, money is everything to you until when you make it to where it's like, Oh, it's not, you know, everything to you. you or still have change the, your mindset. Like the whole thing I was saying, like with scarcity and being able to be fluid with money and that relationship with money and stuff yeah. like that. But you don't, you're not taught that. And so you have no other way of thinking and you don't see another way of thinking out of it. Yeah. You have to take some, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to get you out of that mentality when you grow up the way yes. that, you know, we did. Yeah. And, uh, so, so it's like, I catch myself in a press rut and I have to tell myself like, look, you're going to get over it. It's not like from have five years grace, from now, you're going to have. Forgive yourself. You're like, now we know, you know, luckily you did it early. We learned a lesson. Things happened. You were given a promise. And that ain't old, and, the, and I know myself that I would never put myself in that position only because there was certain situation and they yeah. failed. Okay. Dust myself off. Get myself out. of. I will get me out of this. And then from now on. I know I am not, I'm only relying on me or something like that. Yeah. It is like, it was just, I'm glad that I got myself out of there. And then like, I also knew that I wasn't gonna be able to pay this whole entire, this whole entire academic, you know, journey. I wasn't gonna be paid off by myself. And then I would have to get financial aid. But the thing about financial aid was that my family was making too much money for me to get any help, but we were actually struggling. Yeah, so, we so you were, really have to be struggling to be able to get it right. But anyways, this is like the behind the scenes before we actually talk about our topics because we were talking and then just hit record. So welcome to the before the storm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sunrise before it breaks the... Yeah, before the clouds. Before the clouds. <laughs> the cumulus. Yeah, no, I, I feel you there because I've been there a couple of times where I like I saw what it did to my family. I'm like, okay, I'm never doing that. And then... And it happens to you is just be like, you know what? Things happened. I, you know, learning to forgive yourself that you said you would never go there has happened so much in my life. And I think those expectations, we have to have some grace and and remember we're just human. Yeah. And it's a learning lesson. Like, okay, now we know how that feels. I was right. It sucks. Yeah. Not doing this again. (laughs) I was like, if I, like, I know people who are listening to this, they're probably already in college. And if you're in debt, you know, I feel, I feel, you I know, feel you, my bro. I, like, I feel your pain. <laughs> I mean, you're probably in a lot more than me, but I know how that can affect you. And, uh, and, and I'm not even saying, and like I said, I, I take this with a grain of salt. That's call it. And like, I am a person of learn, like I, I want to grow and continue to learn. Yeah. I don't think there's ever a stop of, um, education and and I'm not saying that all colleges are bad or anything like that. There are places and times for what you need it. Like you need it to be able to like, yes, I would hope my nurse went to school yeah. or whatever. And like I hope medical that school engineering like stuff like that is like, I understand, like, I understand why you think you like, why you want to go to college. And if you find a reason that, you know, is like, I need to do this for this, go for it. Yeah. For me, I was on the edge. And then like, I realized like, this isn't for me. Yeah. I was like, we're not all goodwill hunting out here. We can't learn from books <laughs> and then get like CIA yeah, jobs. Yeah, see, for me, I have to, 
I, I because of my learning disability, I really in my focus and all that kind of stuff, like I, I can get excited, but I have to be in front of a person. I've never been an online learner. I have to either see them talking to me. Yeah. Reading is not necessarily I would have to have it totally quiet, undisturbed to be able to really absorb. And I have to have ample amount of time to really soak it in. Yeah. But um, yeah, I it, there's so many things out there now, like YouTube University. Like it, you can, and I was so excited to hear that once upon a time back in the olden times, Apple um, music used to actually have seminars of Yale and Harvard and all that kind of stuff for free to be able to listen to. Yeah. And I think it's so much more than just college. There are mentors, people, I rather find a mentor who's actually doing it because mm -hmm. the saying is like, Oh, if they weren't good at it, they teach it or something like that. You yeah. know, I was like, it's just you're paying for paying for the brand because I was like, you talk to somebody from Harvard, they're going to be educated, right? But I was like, but you can find things that they don't know about. It's not like yeah. they went to Harvard, they know everything. Harvard yeah. has been given this status where it's like you go to Harvard, set for life, right? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you could be set for life and everything, but it doesn't mean that you know everything. I think in what uh, Ken Coleman was talking about is that it really is a status, and it's. A status that's saying, oh, if you don't go to college and you have a lesser life, that you're a tradesman and a tradesman is horrible. And he's and his thing is like, if that's what you love, we need you. Yeah. Like if we're all chefs in the kitchen and we don't have a busboy, we don't have a waiter, we don't have all those people. And like and that waiter and, and this waitress is being the chef and she's horrible at it. But this is the only way she's going to make money. This is the only way it looks decent in front of her friends saying who she is then we should question that kind of thought process because that's wrong. Like what yeah. if you do love just being by yourself and sweeping floors on the college campus and stuff like that? Like yeah. that is not something to look down upon. It's something to be a pride. If you enjoy that, you yeah. should not not pursue that. I was like, you also look down on retail workers and like, you know, minimum wage workers. I was like, I hate mm -mm. you because it's like they have, they're doing the job for a reason somebody has to do that job so you can get your chicken wings so you can get your mcdonald's whatever you want right it's like you i was like if to be honest is like if you're there they could say the same thing about you it's like well, go eat some real food why are you eating this junk food why, are you right. eating this why can't food? you cook for yourself oh yeah. you don't know how because we went our, <laughs> we went to Wingstop, right super bowl day right packed understandable we had to wait and i was like all right because you couldn't make your own wings you didn't want to so yeah. you're paying somebody else to do it for you and the guy out there was like man what are they doing all they do is just flip or flip wings or whatever that's all they do like what's the i was like come on man like do you are you that ignorant that you don't understand that everybody's ordering right i was like it's super bowl weekend what Get did you expect your self thought right <laughs> You'd be like, like oh it's so simple hey ask them if they need help then why don't yeah. you go in the kitchen and help them then? I was like, <laughs> pay their bills. <laughs> and he said that shit. I was like, come on, bro. I was like, are you really that like idiotic <laughs> to be like, look, I really have to bite my tongue when I hear that kind of stuff. Cause I'm the type of person to be like, you know what? Another way of thinking is like, man, they're really swamped. Cause nobody out here knows how to make wings. Yeah. It just, it was so annoying. And people who do that where they're, like the you whole don't thing about sound raising, impressive. Yeah. You sound ignorant. Raising minimum wage fifteen, everybody was like all about, you know, well, why are they doing that? And it's like because the price of living has gone up exponentially. And you oh, can't yes. I can't leave here. On the wages that I make now, I cannot leave my parents' house and just get myself one bedroom apartment by myself without paying at least a grand. 
or like almost a grand. And then we're in Texas where it is cheaper. Yeah. Don't even get started. Like that one lady, um, I saw her on some uh, TikTok or something like that. And she was saying she was a teacher, but she was in California. I mean, think about this. California is really expensive. We all know. And she was getting paid the same salary as somebody here in Texas. And Texas is not, you might be able to be yeah. okay. And so she was talking about how she was in the studio apartment with nothing and being a teacher and whatever. And people were like, well, then move. And you're like, so you're saying that she needs to uproot her life. And her, and her job is something like teaching, which I don't think we should be skipping or yeah. putting like, oh, you need to test your kids because everybody does well on tests. That's mm. how you can see if somebody's smart as somebody who's a horrible test Which, taker. And yeah. I know I'm intelligent. You I was know? like, can I say that test is very easy if you look at it as it's because it, how I got past every like I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I didn't never fail the star test. I never failed a state test. I never failed because because I looked at it as how they would make the tests. Yeah. I was like, well, what would they put here? Like, how would they say or stuff like that? It was just easy for me. Never failed one because you can get by on it if you just know the, I guess, the psychology and you just know how they do their test making. And, yeah. you know, only two answers that's, are close. That's what I learned whenever I fail my SAT. Uh, I took this class. I didn't fail, but I'm like, it wasn't as great as I wanted to. Yeah. And so I took those classes that taught you how to take it better. And I was thinking they were just going to give me more knowledge. And all it was was just how to take a test. And yeah. I love what uh, Seth Godin said is like, tests are just measuring what can be measured. It doesn't show you anything other than its ability to measure that particular thing. It says nothing about yeah. the person. I was like, a test is a test for me was as a, as I looked at it, it was not a measure of what I could do and how intelligent I was compared to my peers. It was more of a, you know, who can run for, or who can do a mile faster. That's yeah. how I locked, like, that's how I looked at it. It's like, I finished my test and be like, uh, you know, and I sleep the rest of the time because I was like, it's easy to know. For me, it was easy to know how they made the test and what answers they would probably put. Yeah. It was just probability. For and me. that's really what all I learned. I mean, I gained better knowledge of how to take tests and that I was able to from that class was an investment because not only did I do a lot better on my SATs, but I was able to take tests significantly better throughout the rest of my life because of that of me manipulating the test, yeah. not because of measure of my knowledge. I remember I used to have um, uh, my cousin's girlfriend. She was the genius, I would think. She was going to be a veterinarian. She already had her master's in biology. Of course, she was in like $43,000 in debt, and she was going because she wanted to be a veterinarian. Uh -huh. Already been practicing under this one clinic, but she's a hor she, got, she went to one college, took a test, and she was a horrible stressed out call it in like for whatever reason she panicked that day it was just it's just a mental health kind of thing for her yeah it's yeah and because she failed that one test and because they didn't do homework mm -hmm. it made her grade so low that she couldn't get the funding to be able to continue and she had to give up on her dream of being a veterinarian mm -hmm. because of that one test yeah. And she was already doing it she was the one i called whenever i needed help with a dog or a cat or something yeah I was like, I wanted to take the SAT just to see what I would get. Like, I just wanted to do it because mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to college. I was, but I still wanted to see, you know, how I can, how far I can get on the SAT. But uh, yeah, the mentality like this, it stresses you out sometimes whenever you're taking big steps. 
and then it messes with you physically because mm-hmm. like so I was at I was at a government building recently because I had to do something for for me. <laughs> He's and, not in uh, trouble. He yeah. didn't go to court or anything. Nah. And so I was like, I went to this government building and I get nervous in government buildings. Like every time I'm in a government what building. What do you got to hide, my friend? <laughs> well, it's because of my run-ins with the police and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've had some bad experiences with, you know, the police and like just, just all around, like, you know, I guess government. I don't know. You Poli- grew up feeling that the government was not for you, it was against you. Yeah. And so, like, I just, it, it's been a bad experience. And since I was, like, I've had some bad experiences when I was a kid, and it just stuck with me. So every time I'm in a government building, I always get nervous. Anxiety, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I don't feel these usually. So when it happens, it's, it's crazy. You don't have me. practice of how to be able to control it. Yeah, and it's like, and it kind of makes me feel like a certain type of way because, like, my hands will be shaking. And, you know, my mother was with me, and she was like, look, She's like, just calm down, take a deep breath, stuff like that. Because I didn't even notice that my hands were shaking. <laughs> and so I had to take, uh, so I had to take an eye exam. And failed. No. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I did. At, what? I failed it because it was like, I didn't fail it because I was like, I had glasses with me. Mm-hmm. And that helped out exponentially. But I was trying to do it without my glasses. And uh, you got nervous, and so your probably your vision was all blurred. Or I was whatever. so nervous that my vision just couldn't see it. So whenever we got out of there, and like whenever we got out of there, we had to get into another line. And there was a poster on the wall, and the letters were smaller than on the on the eye exam. And you were able to, and read I it. could tell it no problem. And I was like, it was all just mindset. It was all mindset. So it was just crazy to me. And uh, yeah, well, I guess I'll talk about my uh, my run-ins with the like police <laughs> and stuff like that some other time. We got the fight one a couple of episodes ago, so we'll do the police. Right. But uh, I was like, because I was like, don't think that I'm like some kind of criminal or anything like that. But I uh, mean, even if you are, we still love you. <laughs> it makes for a good story. It's like, I just did a couple of bank robberies. Not uh, big I heard something recently that I really have to share and I like is uh, uh, whiskey. Because no good story ever started with a salad. I was like, <laughs> yes. And that was actually on um, a Ken Coleman's uh, Instagram, he put that. I was like, mm. my man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, tell good stories with whiskey. But uh, all right, let's talk about one more thing, and then you know we'll stop this behind the clouds. I don't know what we're gonna do with this, but <laughs> <laughs> behind the clouds, I like that. Yeah, uh, but um, names. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. This is a story you promised to tell me, okay. but it was gonna. So tell me. I have a story I was gonna tell Sarah in secret, but you know I'll just. Or like, you know, I'm just going to obscure the names. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to use real names here. (laughs) So I was like, but if they hear this, they're going to know it's about (laughs) that. And then, I mean, the whole point is nothing to hide, nothing to protect, nothing to defend and nothing to prove. So, okay. So we'll go to the beginning. So when I got the job that I have now, Mm -hmm. I was working with my friend. Mm -hmm. We'll call him. We'll call him Stitch. Stitch. (laughs) I know. We'll just call him. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure I said it on the podcast before. We'll just call him my friend. Okay. Yes. Was friend, friend A. Yeah, friend A. So when I got there, he was digging on this girl that was working there, right? She usually works. We work overnight. And so she works like in the daytime. Mm-hmm. And so like he was like kind of, you know, going, you know, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to be like, he wanted to make her like, you know, something more than friends. And so he was trying to talk to her and, uh, 
So he was like panicking and everything like that. And he was like, dude, what should I do? And he's asking me. And I was like, dude, just go up to her and be like, yo, I like you, you know? Yo, baby cakes. <laughs> how you doing? And uh, <laughs> yeah, so like, so this one time, like she was single, right? So he was like, so what should I do? I was like, dude, I was like, what do you want to do? And he was like, well, I want to take her on a date. So I was like, okay. I was like, just go up to her. Free meal on me, baby cakes. <laughs> exactly. Like, honestly. <laughs> I was like, look, just go up to her and be like, hey, so Saturday, you know, I'm thinking about, or I forgot how I said it, but I was like, pretty much like, yo, Saturday, I'm going to be somewhere. He's like, I want you to be there. You just want a free dinner with me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, it was like, yo, I see you Saturday. She's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, I was like, cause I'm taking you out. Right. Oh, confident. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do you say that? You'll be gravy. Right. Mm -hmm. He didn't say that. He said something totally different. Ugh. And he like threw in a word that I was like, do not say that. <laughs> He was like, he said date, right? I was like, if you say a date, she's going to like be like, nah, right? Yeah. I was like, if you just say hanging out, right? it's just it's no fine. Pressure. No, no pressure. No pressure. Just free meals. No pressure. <laughs> so he said that. Didn't go well. She said no, right? Yeah. And uh, so long story short, you know, everything worked out for him because he ended up getting a girlfriend. It wasn't her. So. Second best. Got it. <laughs> settled. Awesome. <laughs> No, they're they're fine. I was like, they're in a good relationship and everything. But so what was crazy was I was working the other day and my, you know, my other coworker, he was talking to me and he's like, look, I'm looking for a Valentine, right? <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, so you have anybody in mind? Or, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, he's talking about the other, the girl that he originally my, liked. No, this is my friend. This is my coworker. Uh, somebody else. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. He was talking about the girl that your other friend was trying to see, right? Yeah. Okay. He was talking about the girl that friend day was trying to get with, right? Yeah, yeah. So my friend, he ended up leaving the job. And uh, so... Current we just coworker. Thought, yeah, we thought that that girl didn't like my friend. And then so he left. So coworker was talking about said girl and was like, yo, you know, I'm trying to get with her. I'm trying to make her my Valentine, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. And then he asks like random questions. I don't know why he does this. Like he'll just be like, "So why do you think the sky is blue?" <laughs> and I'm like, "He's I don't working know, man. on his building, you know, good conversation. He's <laughs> yeah. probably not good at it. He's working. He's so trying." He asked her like, uh, "So like, who do you like?" Yeah, he was like, "Hey, have you ever had you know have you ever liked somebody here at work?" And she was like, "Well, I had a big crush on my friend." What? Uh, yeah. And she said no then? Yeah, I was like, that's not true because she rejected him. <laughs> he was like, no, nah, she said that she did. And then she saw that he got a girlfriend and then that she he couldn't even say hi anymore or whatever. So she just didn't think anything of it. And Jeez. I was like, I was like, damn, I was like, that's crazy. Cause I was like, I could have swore like she knew and she didn't say anything. Like she like it was all in her hands. Right. But that was Girls crazy. Girls can be pretty blind, though. Yeah, but why I say names at the beginning is because I've gotten her name wrong, like, twice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's a recurring thing for me where I will see somebody and I'll think in my head, like, this is their name. And I'll say it to them and then it'll be totally wrong. See, this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about your two friends. I always say the wrong one. Whoever's not there, that's the one I say. I know his name is this, but... <laughs> The one yeah, that's but absent. No, that's not because it's like oh, these see, people. The tables have turned. No, now. it's like because these people are like, all right, I don't see them as often. I was oh, like, that's your excuse for saying the wrong. These name? people are recurring people, and they have like <laughs> they're just the, their names are similar in the first letter. That's it. 
And you still don't validate? Like, <laughs> I mean, granted, I do call you a friend by a different name. <laughs> but yet still makes fun of me. No, but I mean, it's, it's fine. Anyways. Julia. <laughs> it's Julie. <laughs> oh, see, I don't even know what their fake name is because I know her real name. <laughs> it's I'm like, I'm like, who are you talking about? And they're like, oh, this. And I'm like. Who is that? I don't know who that is. And then your mom has to <laughs> say the I see her and I'm like, oh, that's Julie. <laughs> <laughs> her name's not Julie. I was like, oh. <laughs> anyway, so I like. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, I was like, so let me just. Just the beginning like, of the letter. This girl's name is like, I'm not going to say what her real name is, but it's like Grace, right? We'll just say it's Grace. And so I saw her and I was like, hey, yo, what's up, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> Way to make her feel really good about herself. Yeah, she's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm just gonna have to pretend you yeah. just didn't crush my heart <laughs> and then right somebody now. was like yo that's not her name i was like oh i was like well that's awkward <laughs> and then i was talking to one of my other friends and he's like and then he's talking about how friend a was talking about her he's like yeah you know and then he said a name and i thought that was her name turns out that was his nickname for her oh it was my like, gosh it was nickname like, like baby cakes <laughs> no it was like uh i guess we'll say it was like uh janine right mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like i was like hey what's going on janine <laughs> and it was not her name at all and they, did she know it was his nickname for her no like it okay, was good. no it was a different friend that it never he never met her oh, but okay. he heard that friend a would talk about her sometimes oh gotcha. and so he just made a nickname for her Jeebus. and then he told me <laughs> so i called her that and i was like <laughs> she's like you are confused my man yeah and then like uh my coworker was like he's like that's not her name <laughs> i was like what is her name <laughs> and he told me i was like damn i was way off <laughs> <laughs> she's probably thinking like this guy really doesn't care about me <laughs> i mean that's not the first time it's happened with some people like sometimes i'll just be like i'll be at work or whatever i'm just really bad with names sometimes really bad i only okay let's put it this way i only say the wrong names with your friends and then i say the wrong names with my two best friends for four years in high school i used to always accidentally they were twins mm. i they don't look the same i mean most people say oh yeah they're twins i'm like i could see the difference in them but I would always say the twin that wasn't there. It was like almost, I was like dyslexic or something. I always said the wrong person. And they're like, Sarah, do you even love me? And they used to just make fun of me from then on because I'd be like, dang it. <laughs> yeah, it's just bad. So but I was like, I'm good with faces. Like if I've seen you before, oh I'll probably gosh, be that's like. That's got me in so much trouble too. Because I will. I will probably see your face in the street. Oh, yeah. And Four I was years like, ago. I will wait for you to try and say like your name or something like that. So I'll be like, oh, yeah. And if you don't say your name, I'll be like, oh, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in a long time or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, how good you been? And be like, you know, we'll talk and everything. And then like something will pop up all the time. Something will pop up where I have to know your name. That's on you, my man. And I'll be like, yeah, what was your name again? <laughs> see, my thing at working at Starbucks Tell me why I will remember their order, but never their name. Because you have to worry about their order, not the name. I know. And I think that's what it is. And that was a saving grace is that I could never remember their name. But I'd be like, I can't remember your name, but you're a venti hot, only 190 degrees, whatever cinnamon and dulce with an extra shot and cream and sugar or whatever, you know? And <laughs> yeah. they're like, yeah. And then that would redeem myself because yeah. the fact that, and okay. Like, well, at least they remember something, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Starbucks was bad when I would work over, like work at night, and I'd be like, "Oh man, 
somebody would come in and I'd be like, after put down their name, and I said, it'd be like, name? You're like, you don't remember me Because, yeah, now? it'd be rude because if they came in like regularly and they expect you kind of to know their name, and I'd be like, and what was the name again? And they'd be like, and be like, your rapport just yeah. plummeted. And I'd be like, sorry, my man. <laughs> Look, I go through a lot of names. I'm sorry. And then see my thing, we would create nicknames for my regulars like Mrs. Sass and mm. Mr. Sass. They they were two they were not a couple at all, but they always stuck <laughs> yeah, together. Thanks tell me that because I was like, Oh yeah, your husband just <laughs> And she told me about it and she's all like, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's and then I was like, Oh yeah, he's not my husband or something like that. I was like, Oh <laughs> damn it, Sarah. <laughs> No, that he had a, he has a fiance or he was married or he's married by now and then she had a boyfriend or something like that but yeah they used to study because they were going through nursing program and that's tough or whatever and they would always come to Starbucks and help teach together or study together and they were the most fun couple I've ever had and I miss those days and I wonder where they are I like seriously honest like there's a handful of my regulars I'm like how are they doing yeah there's been a uh, there's been a couple moments where. I've seen uh, some regulars and stuff like that, and I just don't remember their names. Oh, like when we went to Yard House the other day, which was so much fun. And then me and Carmen, because Carmen, his mom, and I used to work together. There was, we used to work for Ashley Furniture Home Store, and we worked in the office. But one of the top salesmen, like literally, um, like made more than a million dollars every single year for the company, like always awarded. No, like if you wanted to be the top, you want to be with this guy. Yeah. And we saw him there and he used to be so gracious to us. Like even after uh, he was there, whenever me and Jesse got married, like he was mm. so couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Neither yeah, know, could your mom. Trying to, We're trying like, to like, Dan, it's Dave. No, it was I know. Something. And I'm sitting there like, can I pay this goddamn bill already? <laughs> Because yeah. the man was taking his sweet time. I was like, bro, I'm about to walk out this bitch right? and not pay. Okay, the thing is that we all got our meal, we whatever. And then, of course, at Yard House, you, to less contact, you could pay at the table and everything. We already paid, but then I guess somebody was still hungry and decided <laughs> that, you know, what? we're not done. We're yeah. going to get some well, dessert. Because, like, we were just like, don't mom justify was like, it. <laughs> okay, anyways, somebody wanted a dessert and they got it. And I was like, all right, I was like, I'll pay for it. So then I got it, right? And then I was like, um, I was just trying good. to pay. It was yeah. all right. It wasn't that great. Damn it. I mean, I couldn't. You saw me trying to like finagle Man, some you, bites. You and Michael J. Fox probably eat the same. <laughs> Damn, that's cold. <laughs> I cannot get a bite for the life like, of me. He's all like. <laughs> with his, I'm like, do you not have function of your full head? I, when I watch you eat, I'm like, how do you function? And then your mom, who has the same type of hands, just like graceful and everything. She's just very fluid. She, I tell her all the time that she should be a hand model or whatever. <laughs> like so petite, so feminine, like whatever. And then I just see you like. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought you were about to say like y'all got the same hands. It's like, thanks. So my hands are feminine petite. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, for me, I'm envious because I literally have kid hands. Mm. Like, I have only one person in my entire life that I have put my hands up against other than 12 years old had had smaller hands than me. And that's my daughter. Poor thing. My 18-year-old has smaller hands than me. Damn. 
<laughs> little baby hands. Every time, every time I like talk to Jacob, he's always like, "Man, your hands are long as shit." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? They just normal size." And he's like, <laughs> "No, my man." Yeah, he's like, "No, you alien fingered ass." <laughs> I was like, "He's oh. just jealous as well, because we all know." But anyways, <laughs> so the dessert, he was trying to pay, but it didn't come up on the little pay at the table, and so yeah. we were trying to wave over the waiter, the waiter. And he even brought over the dessert, so he knew that there was more to go. But we yeah, should just and left. I was like, "Yo, I was like, I'm trying to pay this bill. It's like, do I pay up today?" He's like, "No, I got you." Took my card, <laughs> or no? Took he's like, forever. "No, he's like, no, I got you." And then he went to go get the bill, right? And then he came back with it and he gave it to me. And I was like, "All right," pulled out my card. Man walked away. We we're just sitting there, standing there for like a I long had gone bit. To the bathroom. I came back. I was like, "Yo, are you gonna left. take my money, or am I gonna have to dip?" <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I mean. I'm fine with not paying, but I, I mean, was like, but it, it's going to weigh heavy on my conscience here. Right. Exactly. That's the only reason we stayed to pay was because your mom's like, I don't want the juju on us yeah. or whatever. And then I was like, damn it. <laughs> so me and her were trying to remember his name. And it wasn't until we left. We're all like, oh, <laughs> but yeah. luckily he didn't see us or anything like that. But yeah, there's been some bad accounts where it's like chicks that I used to like in high school or whatever would see me like when I was at work or anything like that. And they would talk to me. And then, like, which is crazy, is like I used to have crushes on these, you know. You would think you would remember their name. Oh, you would think I would remember the name. And then I'd be like, man, I'm just drawing blanks here. <laughs> when I forget you, I forget you forever. Yeah, I was like, girl, nothing worked out. So, you know, name was in the, you know, in the trash. <laughs> I do have to want to say one thing. Uh, Albert Einstein said he never memorized his phone number. He's like, I don't memorize things that I can look up. Yeah. No. I have to remember my phone number because I can't be that one that's like trying to go through my contacts just to look at my own number because I had to do that. Well, I do have to say, I remember when I was a kid and be like, how many phone numbers did you memorize? And I remember having like 12 plus phone numbers that I had memorized. And nowadays I'm like, I have to look up my husband's number, <laughs> but he did tra- change his number like three times. But anyways, this has been Behind the Clouds. Thanks for joining us for a little, you know. Thanks for enjoying, you know. Us Our talking. banter. Yeah, this is what we usually talk about before the podcast. <laughs> I know, just we'll start, yeah, behind the clouds, if you want to be part of it, we'll just be like a bonus thing. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for joining, and uh, catch us on the episode. Every Friday at 12. Mm-hmm.